Hi, I'm Nikki, and I am the creator of Stressless Lifestyle. I am a nutrition coach, a nutrition expert, a macro expert, and a personal trainer. I am certified in so many different things. I've been a trainer for over over 13 years and in the fitness industry, uh, 20 years. So I'm, I understand trying to make things work, be a lifestyle. I'm a mom of two, two daughters that are very active. I am an active go, go, go person and I'm a wife. And sometimes life just gets nuts. And when we're trying to take care of our own health, we make it a little bit more complicated than it needs to be. And that's what this podcast is about. Uncomplicating things that we make the most complicated. Hello and welcome to the Stressless Lifestyle Podcast. I am Nikki and today we're doing another part of our postpartum series and with me I have Maricel. She is the owner and founder of Raising Moms. She offers prenatal and postpartum education And she also provides in-home support to moms during the fourth trimester. And if you don't know what that is, we will get there. Um, She is a, as a postpartum doula, a regular doula, which I will talk about because I have experience with that. She also is a registered nurse, board certified in labor and delivery. And she's a mom of two young girls and one old dog. And I have to say, I am also a mom of two young girls and one really old dog. (laughs) So (laughs) welcome. (laughs) Hi, Nikki. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, of course. So the reason why I think that I I wanted like was like I have to have you on because I have told everyone that will listen that my doula <laughs> is a lifesaver. Like she I had her for mm-hmm. both, a same doula for both births and I don't think that I would have made it through. I didn't I did it like unmedicated not because I'm a superhero because I am literally terrified of medicine and how it will react to it. So I was like, and I'm also really stubborn and I wake up and make a plan. It will go to plan. Mm-hmm. And you know how like in the prenatal classes, they're like, oh, here's a, make your plan. And then the teacher comes around, like messes up your plan and says, now what? Yeah. My teacher comes around, <laughs> my plan and was like, oh, now you've stalled labor. Now what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to continue on. She's like, good luck. Right. And that exact thing happened during my first labor. <laughs> and I was like, face Nikki her name was Nikki too I'm like in your face I'm continuing on this way and I literally went with my plan (laughs) I love it (laughs) but my doula and she helped me through it she helps she was so Steve was a good coach and she coached Steve so I have to say and Mm -hmm. I stalled in both labors and they gave me Pitocin in both labors it was miserable and I don't think we ever would have done it in a way that made us happy without her Mm because she was like she was our advocate, right? Like the doctors yeah. wanted to do this and they wanted to do that. And she was like, okay, get up now, walk around now, lunge now, squat now. Like it's really mm-hmm. coached. And she would say to Steve, like, okay, massage your shoulders, massage your low back head yeah. back over with Cecilia. That was miserable. And absolutely she, miserable. Yeah. Right. And she just like, we have no idea what we're doing. And the nurses aren't there to do that for us. That's not really their job, right? Like you're a labor delivery nurse. It can be our job, but I just think with the nature of nursing, especially post-pandemic, is that we're short-staffed, unfortunately, uh, and um, we just don't always have the time right. that we want, you know, that we would love to give our patients. We don't always yeah. have the time to do that, which is part of why I kind of, like, wanted to branch out of the hospital. I see. Because okay. I wanted to, like, help moms in the way that I know 
is going to serve them best and yeah. know and you know and do it on my own terms and on my own time okay i totally didn't i didn't know that i didn't get that feeling from the nurses when we hospital ahead of time and mm-hmm. they they definitely they let my doula do what needed to be done like she brought me mm-hmm. the right food and she got us the drinks we needed like she was just a really good mm-hmm. coach and so like i said i will shout from the rooftops like i we and my <laughs> husband my husband will tell you the same thing we never could have done it without yeah. the support of our doula so that being said i found out recently I mean, my youngest is eight, so uh-huh. way after having birth, that there's a such thing as a postpartum doula. So my doula came and checked on me one time mm-hmm. post-delivery uh, with both my girls. That was super helpful. But at the same time, the same token of that is my mom and dad were both there, and mm-hmm. they're very supportive. You know, like my mom was yeah. teaching me all the things my dad was cooking for us. Like I didn't cook for six months. Like my dad cooked all the food. Mm-hmm. It's, so I had a lot of postpartum care from my my parents. So the doula mm-hmm. came and did some things and helped us out and taught us things. But um, I didn't feel like I needed it as much immediately. Mm-hmm. However, I did find out that postpartum doulas do more than that for a lot longer usually. And that's kind of where I was like, okay, Maricel, I need you because you have to explain (laughs) that to me and explain it to everyone. And I feel like we make postpartum so much more difficult, not difficult, complicated, right? We complicate it so much more than it needs to be. I did. I complicated everything. I had to look up everything. And so I think that's where you come in, right? So what, let's start with what is the fourth trimester? Because I already mentioned that. What is the fourth trimester? So the fourth trimester are those 12 weeks immediately after giving birth. So just like when you're pregnant, you have your first trimester, that's that first 12 weeks, your second 12 weeks, and then that third trimester. The fourth trimester is the trimester that we're not talking about. It's that Mm -hmm. time after you come home from your baby with your baby and you're trying to navigate life with this new human. You're trying to navigate your new body, your emotions, like everything that is changing for you after you have your baby. And so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of physical changes. There's a lot of emotional, you know, the emotional roller coaster and just adjusting to new life with this this new person who now lives yep. with you and you have to like care for it and keep it alive right. and keep it alive. happy. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, we spend all this time preparing for your labor, preparing for your delivery, picking out the colors for your baby room, all those things. And then you go home and you're like, I did nothing to prepare myself right. for, for, for those weeks after having the baby. And from my perspective as a trainer, we always tell people, you hear a lot other places that you need to prepare your body for labor and prepare for this and Mm -hmm. prepare for that. But from my experience and how I like to train people is you got to train for afterwards, but physically, right? Like physically afterwards. So that's that's the fourth trimester. That's where I think most of us tend to struggle without realizing Mm -hmm. it until maybe it's too late. So what then does the postpartum doula do and what exactly are they what are you so a post yeah so what <laughs> i do as a postpartum doula our main role is to hold the mom not the baby uh. so you know there's a lot of confusion about like oh like are you a baby nurse i 
like people like to ask me that and I go, no, I'm not a baby mm-hmm. nurse. I do help you with your baby if you have issues with lack, with breastfeeding or bottle mm-hmm. feeding, whatever it is that you're doing. If you're having trouble, you know, soothing your baby, I'm there to teach you how to swaddle your baby and do the first bath and all that stuff if you need that help. But mm-hmm. my primary goal as a postpartum doula is to take care of the mom. Mm. So my kind of like what you were saying, you were like, I was going down this rabbit hole on Google trying to like search up how to do this, how to do that, what's normal, what's not normal. Mm-hmm. Well, your postpartum doula is kind of like your in-person Google. Um, so they good. are like, yeah, your in-person Google. So instead of like going down, you know, doom scrolling, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you have your postpartum doula to say, hey, you know, my baby's doing this. Like, is that common? Is that normal? Is that something I need to talk to my doctor about? Like, do you have any tips for me on increasing my supply? Do you have any tips for me on how to get better sleep? Like my job is to support you in whatever whatever way works best for you. So whatever Mm -hmm. your goals are, those are my goals. So for a lot of the clients that I have that could include feeding the baby, but that could even be like nutrition for you. I could help Mm -hmm. you meal prep or plan meals. We can do light, you know, chores around the house if that's what's helpful to you. Like laundry, just washing all your pumps. I mean, as you know, a mother yourself, like all the pump parts, all the breastfeeding things, all the bottles, all that stuff. And one of, I think my favorite things that my clients love for me to do is just hang out with their baby so that they can take like a nice long nap or, um, that's awesome to, you know, like one of my clients who was one of your clients too, she took that time out to like work out, Yes, you know, and I like watched her baby. I, you know, tidied up a couple things and she snuck off into the garage and that's what she needed that day. So I said, okay, well, let's do that. You know, I think I know so, what you're talking about. <laughs> I think I, <laughs> and then awesome. the other, yeah. And then the other role of the postpartum doula too is even though I'm a nurse, I'm not your nurse. So um, part of my job is also to refer you when I see things or we talk about things that maybe aren't common or maybe um, need to be addressed. And so I'm like your person to also tell you like, hey, you know, that's definitely something you need to talk to your provider about. And not only that, like, let's talk about, like, let's go over the bullet points of what's important to bring up so that you can make the, maximize oh your time with your doctor. That's and awesome. as a nurse, yeah, and as a nurse for myself, you know, I feel like that's where, what kind of sets me apart from maybe some other postpartum doulas. Mm-hmm. It's just that I can, you know, I know what helps as a mother, like what yeah. kind of support I need, but I also know how to effectively communicate that to your doctors, to your nurses, mm-hmm. to, you know, whatever people. But again, you don't have to doom scroll. Like I have my own village that I can, you know, refer right. you to. Like I've got, lactation on hand, chiropractic trainers like yourself. Um, I've got um, sleep specialists, feeding specialists. I've got all those people already in my back pocket. So you don't have to look anywhere. You just come to me and I answer all your questions and I, you know, help you find the right people to help Mm you. That's awesome. And necessary because you never really, I I really, what really got with me, two things. One, when you said that you tell them how to effectively communicate to the doctor, Mm -hmm. because that's so, we don't know how to explain in the right terms, right? The right way of Mm -hmm. like, Hey, listen to me. And then the other Mm -hmm. thing, another thing that brought up for me was 
So I had postpartum depression. I was diagnosed Mm -hmm. two years after having my first baby. And I definitely felt the baby blues. Like I got that. Mm -hmm. And then I realized when those disappeared as well, right? So I was very cognizant of the baby blues and that they did go away. But there was this other underlying ick that I just couldn't quite get rid of. But I didn't didn't know what it was, right? It it took me so Mm -hmm. long to figure it out. So, and I, correct me if I am incorrect in this, but is something that you could do is keep an eye out for like the baby blues not going away and saying, Hey, maybe you Mm -hmm. should seek some help or, you know, do you discuss stuff like that with your clients? Absolutely. I feel like that's what I spent a lot of time doing is just listening to these moms Mm. and hearing about the things that they're struggling with and, and have a non-judgmental ear, someone Mm -hmm. who's objective, who can, who you can just, I tell them all the time, like, there is nothing that you say that's going to scare me. Mm-hmm. Like, so whatever <laughs> deep, dark things that you are feeling or thinking, like, it's not something I've never heard. It's not something that's going to scare me off. And I want to hear them because the more you hang on to those things, you know, the more that you struggle. Yeah, they fester. And so that's definitely probably the biggest thing is that emotional support to just kind of like talk to hear the moms and then validate them and just be like you know what that's super common and what's so crazy is that we don't we're kind of skipping ahead here but mm-hmm. we're not talking about the scary things that moms think about and the scary things that moms feel postpartum yes. it's not normalized in social media it's not normalized in society and so these moms feel very isolated because they feel all these big, big emotions that they've never felt before. And they think like, oh my gosh, is there something wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And yeah. when you have a postpartum doula who's looking out for those things and constantly checking on you and checking in with you and saying like, hey, yeah, those big, big feelings, nobody talks about them and they're common and it's okay. So let's talk, let's go there. Let's jump ahead to that. Cause that yeah. is huge for me in that I didn't mm-hmm. really like, I wasn't doom scrolling because I had my daughter in 2011 and I didn't even start my Instagram until later than that. Like I opened up, I started mm-hmm. when I opened up a, a gym, right? So I started it for business. I wasn't scrolling mom things. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a thing, but mm-hmm. I was pregnant back in the day when people were on um, baby center forums and stuff. Yes. So <laughs> I was there for that. And there was a lot of doom reading from that <laughs> scenario. So that was, that was a thing. And I definitely had those thoughts where I'm like, I need to tell someone like, I'm weird. Like I'm horrible for mm-hmm. thinking these things. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I also was diagnosed and had other things already. So I already knew my brain was weird, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I already, it's the stuff that I didn't want to say out loud because saying it out loud mm-hmm honestly, in my mind could make it real, but had yeah. I said stuff out loud isn't what I was feeling and what I was thinking, um, mm-hmm. could have triggered someone to say, Hey, go talk to someone before yeah. your daughter's two years old. Yeah. So and, what are you seeing and, on this social media doom scrolling? What are you seeing? So that's not really where I was back then. Yeah. It's so like, we're just in this day and age where a, there's like so much information. Mm-hmm. B we're getting it from whoever wants to put that information out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it could just be anybody. And then the other thing is that on social media, we're just seeing like the smiley, happy, shining faces 
of Mm -hmm. look at me and my beautiful baby and I'm so happy and everything's perfect. And look at this beautiful, perfect nursery and this perfect, you know, Mm -hmm. my perfect outfit and my perfect this. And then moms have this expectation of, well, my life doesn't look like that. There's something wrong. Yeah, I don't feel that way. Um, There's something wrong. And so I think, like, for me, that was a huge reason of why I wanted to start raising, like, start raising moms and start Mm -hmm. education and start postpartum doula work, because I really wanted to normalize that, like, it's okay if you're not okay. And most of us aren't. Right. I mean, we just went through something crazy. Like, yeah, it's natural. But what you went through... (laughs) It's naturally crazy. (laughs) (laughs) No, totally. It's like social media is just showing us all these pretty, pretty pictures. And, you know, moms are looking at it and and they're at home suffering because they don't want to tell their friends like, hey, I'm crying and I'm sad and I'm having a really hard time and I'm really exhausted and I can't entertain you. I can't say no to you. There's there's all these... uh, this expectation that you have to be the super mom Mm -hmm. and you know and so kind of as a postpartum doula I really want to you know start from like the from the moms that I'm meeting so that I think the more you talk about it with them then they just start to feel like okay like when I see that on Instagram when I see that on wherever like I know that that's not the whole truth you know like of course those things are true too there's there's all kinds of beauty and and yeah. happiness, of course, in that postpartum period, but um, so that they just know that that they're not always going to feel that way, and that's okay. Yeah, and- it's literally like a six seconds to fifteen second clip of one thing is what we're seeing, and it looks pretty. Yeah, and put together, it's mm-hmm. not the rest of the twenty three hours and fifty five seconds of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and. Mm-hmm. For me, it was like, I just felt so called to do this because, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I am like, I'm a labor nurse. I have tons mm-hmm. of experience in, in this. I come from a huge family. They're all like, most of them are here in San Diego. So I have a very mm-hmm. supportive family. I have got supportive friends. I've got this great supportive boyfriend. Like I was set up for success. Mm-hmm. And then when I was struggling myself, mm-hmm. I just remember thinking like, if I'm this like if I have everything set up in the best way and I'm still having a hard time I can't even imagine for the people who don't have that you know who don't have that kind of support and um like who's helping them like what yeah you know I mean so that was part of why I did this too is I wanted to like find those people and be that support that support person when maybe they don't have that support I or think that's maybe you why do have people, yeah, and they don't know how to support you, you know, and yes. kind of teach them too. I think that's exactly why, like, it when I learned recently about postpartum doulas, I was like, oh my gosh, that, it hits such a chord with me because I do have such a supportive family, and my parents mm-hmm. stayed for two weeks, and but we were living in Missouri at the time, not in California, where my family was. My sister came out for a week, then my cousin came out for I think a week or mm-hmm. two. Like they were there, but they weren't there forever. And then that time passed the first month of having a baby. I didn't really have anyone that was coming in to do anything, but just hold the baby. Like, Oh, the baby's cute. I'm like, that's not what I need right now. Like, I don't know (laughs) what you think I need, but it's not you holding my baby. Like I need to hold my baby because my baby's going to eat every freaking 30 minutes. So can you help me with something else? I didn't really have just moved there. Like I moved 
at seven months pregnant. So I didn't have a lot of friends mm-hmm. to pull on. I didn't, I had my husband and myself and he had no idea was, we neither of us had a kid before. We didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. And so, yes, I think that having that support in my mind, because since we moved pregnant, I thought I was going to have all that support with me close by, mm-hmm. like you have. Yeah. And then we didn't. And I didn't realize how much it made a big difference. And I struck that chord. I was like, oh my God, I could have had a postpartum doula and I didn't even know it existed. So that brings me to my next question, which I don't, but my question is, um, <laughs> how long, my, my brain's like all over. How far after birth do you come? Like how often do you come? Like what's the duration mm-hmm. of your services? How does that so, work? so that's just going to depend on the, the, the doula that you hire. So myself, most of my contracts are just like kind of my main goal, let me back up, is mm-hmm. I wanted to get women from delivery to the six-week appointment because uh-huh. don't this is the hill I will die on forever. <laughs> it is insane to me as a medical professional. It is insane to me that you have, I think I counted it, like 17 appointments from the time you like are eight weeks oh, until yeah. you deliver and you get one appointment what? six weeks after you have your baby. Like, it's insane. <laughs> I do not <laughs> understand. The math doesn't math for me. No, <laughs> <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. And so that was kind of my initial goal was like, how do I get people to the six week appointment? And then that mm-hmm. way, when they get to the six week appointment, we have pinpointed all the things that they need to discuss with their provider. Awesome. And like okay. all the things that need to happen. So that's kind of the bulk of my work. I do, I can extend further than that. So some people do want that help all the way till, you know, through the 12 weeks. So that first, mm-hmm. what we uh, traditionally called the fourth trimester. And then after that, it starts to get a little bit gray. Everyone's like a little bit different after that 12 weeks of how far they are willing to extend that. And then are you becoming more of like a babysitter than you right. are? becoming a a postpartum doula. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, And then it's time to say, okay, let's move on to someone else. Maybe. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. I, that, that makes so much sense to me. I mean, the six week appointment, but for me, I think that most (laughs) of the problems came after the six week appointment, like mentally, Mm -hmm. physically, I've said this on the last one, the, I think it was the last postpartum episode I did. Mm-hmm. I almost prolapsed because I was like, I'm fit. I've got this. And I was like, Oh, that, <laughs> that's not supposed to feel like that, that down there. So oh, no. physically I was like, Oh, I've got this. And I knew mentally I did not mm-hmm. have that. And so I think that the post six week appointment was something I would have done definitely mm-hmm. or six week. Yeah. Six week appointment I would have done for sure. So mm-hmm. let's move on to the last, the last question or last topic. Um, how, what is your advice for preparing yourself for that postpartum scenario? So I think a lot of the bulk of this work is going to happen when you're still pregnant. Um, and I think, okay. you know, and I think that's what's happening is that, like I was saying before, everyone is preparing for their labor, their birth, mm-hmm. or making, you know, you're making your birth plan, you know, like you were talking right. about, you had your yeah. big old birth plan, you're picking that I your did right. colors, regardless. <laughs> <laughs> um, and no one's thinking like, I should probably come up with a postpartum plan. 
Um, right. and so that is actually something I'll actually send that to you, Nikki. Yes. Um, if you want to link it into the podcast, I will link that or, for you. Yeah, for sure. Or they can, or you can come to my website. It's www.raisingmoms.net and okay. it's going to be posted there too. I actually came up with a very short, like postpartum plan. So all it is, That's is it has like genius. all your important, yeah, all your important phone numbers, all your important appoint, um, a place to put all your appointments um, postpartum. And then it has just a checklist of like things that can, you can do to fill your cup. And yeah. the reason that I have that there is once, you know, as a mother yourself, you come mm. home and you're exhausted and people want to ask you, what can I do? What do you need? What do you, you know, and yeah. you can't think straight. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know what you need. (laughs) And so it's a good guideline for yourself, but not only for yourself, but for your support people where they can look at that and be like, okay, like maybe I can offer her one of these things that might help perk her up or give her like a little bit of support. There's also a little checklist. There's also a checklist there for your support, like your partner. So things Mm -hmm. that they can do so that they're also not walking around saying, hey, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? Oh my gosh. That's so good we don't want to ask, right? We, especially right. of our exactly. partner, because sometimes we feel like we're over, mm-hmm. we're overstepping by asking. They feel like yes. they're overstepping for asking. And this is like a mm-hmm. list. They can look at the fridge and say, okay, she's looking like a zombie. What can I do? That's yeah. genius. And I'm, I'm, and, yes, I'll link that. And then also too, just like, okay, I'm standing around. I don't know how to be helpful, especially in those early weeks, if, especially if the mom's breastfeeding. It's mm-hmm. so much mom and baby, mom and baby. And the dads often are kind of like left like, yeah, where do I fit into this? So they can just look at that checklist and be like, okay, here's a list of things that I like tasks that I could do that could be helpful for her and okay. for our family. That is um, so and cool. then and then on the flip side of that sheet, there's like a little letter that you can, you know, take a picture of it, send it to your family, post it on your front door. And it just says, like, you know, hey family, like I'm tired, I'm exhausted. Visits might be short. Um, mm. you know, I might be breastfeeding and you have to be okay with that. I need you to help me do things around the house you know here's a list of things that you can do while you're visiting that will help us that's awesome if they don't like it then they don't come visit and then you're good to go (laughs) (laughs) and so it's all about like giving specific specific things for your support people to do because it takes that load off of yourself Mm -hmm. um so that you're not having to think of of what to tell them and then you have um you know so that they can help you while they're coming to visit you and how they can best support you so that's one of the things that you can do and then um what i I am offering a free postpartum class here in san diego at Mm -hmm. um, love strong wellness on july 22nd and that class is going to cover more in depth of ways that you can um prepare for your postpartum so like mentally physically like kind of just knowing what to expect I think is like the biggest thing is just you know having someone tell you like here are some things that could you may or may not experience when -hmm. you come home and knowing what's common knowing what you need to like reach out for and Mm -hmm. who to reach out to so there'll also be resources there for San Diego okay that's awesome. So if they're not in San Diego and that mm-hmm. checklist, which I'm like, man, I could add that checklist, <laughs> they can get you on your website, but they can also follow you on, on um, Instagram, right? At mm-hmm. raising underscore moms. Yes, correct. Okay. And that, I think that's probably, maybe they can check in on your Instagram whenever they're doom scrolling, they can go, oh, stop <laughs> doom scrolling, go check in over there make sure I'm doing everything. That's good. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
Okay. I love that. So July 22nd, if you're local, there's a class. So go check that out. Mm -hmm. And then if not the website and the Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I think we touched on a lot of information. My head is kind of swimming. I kind of way back then because (laughs) that wasn't really helpful. Um, Not that my doula did not offer that. I I think I didn't know what to ask, right? Like I didn't even know to ask for her to come more than once afterwards. Yeah. And I feel like this is kind of an, I don't know, know if it's a newer thing, but I think we're definitely turning there's more attention towards the fourth trimester in recent years. And so I think a lot of people are finding out, you know, we're learning that moms need help. We're struggling. We're on the struggle bus. Totally. <laughs> and it, it's, and it continues on. So you want to at least get like a yeah. little reprieve of struggle before you hit that next phase, right? Cause there's always going to yes. be another phase. It's never going to stop. Of course. But if you can like embrace that in that phase and then, recognize that mm-hmm. it's going to, there's going to be something else later. Like just have some help in, in that each, there's always someone to help you each phase of your life. I think yeah, there should of course. Be, right? So, oh my gosh, thank you so much. My son, I'm so excited. I hope that someone learned something from this. My goal with the podcast is always to get people to <laughs> one, start thinking literally just mm-hmm. does it make you think, and then provide some sort of information, education, and give someone some direction to go in with life. So mm-hmm. thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. And I'll put it all in the, in the show notes at the bottom where we can find you. And you send me that thing and I'll put that there too, for you, the checklist. And, um, we're all good. I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Great. Thanks so much, everyone. Do you like what you hear? Did you learn something or did I at least get you to think if you do, please Share this on your socials. You just click the share button and you can post a link. You can send it to a friend. If you share it and follow people who do podcasts, would really, really appreciate that. It really helps us get out there. I simply want to help people do better, be better, and feel better. And I can't do that to lots of people if they don't hear about it. So I appreciate you sharing it. If you are ever curious about what's going on in the stressless lifestyle, go ahead and check out www.stresslesshyphenlifestyle.com or follow me on Instagram at Nikki, N-I-C-C-I underscore stressless, one word. And I put all my stuff there. You can find anything you want um, about our Stressless Nutrition Method membership or about the one-on-one exclusive client relationship that we have. We also have a virtual gym and the virtual gym has all kinds of workouts, programs, set programs, live workouts, as well as all on demand. Well, over 500 on demand workouts for you. You can do whenever or wherever. If you ever have any questions, feel free to email me, find me on the website, send me a message. I'm open to answering any questions you have.